Hey guys, this is Bruce and welcome to another episode live of Convo Courses podcast where we're going to talk about today's like open topics for cybersecurity once again, but I wanted to focus kind of on the bad things. I'll open up with the bad things about cybersecurity. A lot of people talk about all the good things, how much money you can make, you can work remotely, that kind of thing, but I want to focus on something um some folks don't talk about, which is the bet, the negative things. And what brought this up was a comment that I got. Um, somebody saying that they work in cybersecurity and they they kind of like fed up. <laughs> with it. And I'll just kind of read through the comment here. Let me see if I can if I can grab it off of YouTube. Um, OK, it's important to know, like the bad things about, you know, if like you're especially if you're really thinking about going into this career, it's important to know the good and the bad, you know, before you try it. But D-Truth said, I'm jaded with you. They said, cybersecurity is a great field to be in, but um, it has its moments, as, um, as you know, uh, especially when you do government contracting. I've seen people taken off of contracts without giving any type of warning, pretty much stuff like the government lead didn't like them or something like that. Uh, from that I always had the same mindset not to put all my eggs in one basket uh, in the cybersecurity in the cybersecurity basket. Um, plus, sometimes it helps to have something totally different on the side to make money when you're in cybersecurity um, and something that, that's not too stressful. And um, I would say he's absolutely right. Um, one of the bad things about working in cybersecurity is – I, and I, I've been doing this long enough to have been exposed to many of the really bad aspects of it. And I say for me, one of the bad things about especially contracting is that it's kind of volatile. Like they pay you good and um, it's easy to find that work, but it's also easy for them to just let you let you go. Or the contract just ends like that. I've been on a couple that the contract just ends abruptly. And um, well, normally they let us know like a month in advance, you know, that – we didn't win the contract or whatever. And uh, so that that's always that's always uh, one of the one of the negative things about contract work. I would say it's different if you work for the private sector for a large company, it's different. Or if you work directly for the government, it's it's a little bit more solid that way. Um, they tend to try to take care of their own. They try to tend to try to retain people and things like that. So I, I would say. There's there's pros and cons to that. But, yeah, contracting work can be volatile. Another bad thing, probably the worst thing that I'm surprised more cybersecurity people don't talk about is that it's actually pretty stressful. Um, it's not it's not like network engineering. It's not like software engineering. It's not. It's very different because think about it in network engineering or software engineering or even help desk. You're just fixing people's stuff. You know, and yeah, you know, you have to deal with customers who are 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 bad or negative or whatever. And that, that does happen with the help desk. That's for sure. But in cybersecurity, you are dealing with the infrastructure. You're dealing with somebody's. The company's livelihood sometimes it's in your hands. And uh, so there, for example, they'll, they'll be waiting relying on a some sort of certification that the whole company needs and they need it to win contracts or something and uh, if they don't get it they lose their minds because their whole reputation and everything money is is on the line so they're very stressed out about that um so that's there's just more at stake with cybersecurity and that's why a lot of the jobs not all not all the jobs but some of the jobs many i would say tend to be pretty stressful. Um, those are the main negative things for me. And, and you guys, if you guys happen to be in cybersecurity, let me know. Like, what, what has been your experience? What would you say is one negative thing about cybersecurity if you happen to work in this field? Or IT, chime in and, and let me know. Like, in IT, what's, what would you say is a negative thing that uh, is bad about it? Um, let me uh, answer some more questions here. Uh, let me see. Somebody said... Unfortunately, in Turkey, okay, they're 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 talking about my paycheck. I showed one where I showed how much money that I was that I was offered, and it was one hundred and thirty thousand. And then my last job was about that much. And then that that's 
kind of what my what I'm kind of being that's how much I've been offered from time to time. And so I showed that on a video and this person said, unfortunately, in Turkey, the annual salary is about cyber uh, for cybersecurity for zero to two years of experience is approximately eight to eight, seven to eight thousand dollars. Whoa. Per month. Annually. Wait, the annual salary is eight, eight thousand a year. Whoa. Yeah, that's true. Maybe single a single day cybersecurity professional leave in the country. I mean, I will leave here in the near future and I will develop my English skills. Um, I would say if you're if you happen to be in another country, um if you happen to be in another country, one thing I would encourage you to do or look into, especially if you have if you have any kind of high level tech skills like software engineering or um if you happen to be really good at like Splunk or some kind of cybersecurity platform. I would say research the market and try to get a remote job in another country because there's a lot of U.S. jobs. A lot of Americans don't really want these jobs. And um, I mean, there's a lot of complaints here in the U.S. about no jobs, this and, you know, lack of jobs, that. But there's a, not many Americans want to do technical work. And I don't know why that is. Um, it's just it's kind of strange, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's everybody wants to be like artists or something. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be like a star or I don't know. But uh, engineering work, a lot of times I'm surprised how many foreigners, um, how many people, even foreign nationals or people who come from another country like this is not they weren't born in the U.S., but they'll go into IT. Like one of my jobs, I was a cybersecurity analyst and probably, man, I would say over 40 percent of my office was people who. They were all American citizens, but they were naturalized. They were born in another country and they came here and they're like, whoa, I, wow, I can make what? And then they all became engineers. You know, they did all the work that is that's necessary to do cybersecurity work. So I don't know like what's going on here, but not, not a lot of you would think that more Americans would want to do it. I mean, it pays really well. So I don't know. It's like not it's not really popular, especially in the black community. It's just not. I don't know what it is like they like I got one person watching this video. <laughs> I'm not dancing. I'm not talking about rap. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, it's just I don't know what it is, man. Uh, it's just not popular, you know, here. I guess if maybe if Little Wayne was talking about it or something, more people will be watching. me. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, David said boring work sometimes. Yeah, it can be boring. I think boring is good now that I'm older. Boring. If they're paying me, then uh, boring is pretty good. Um, but let me go back to this comment. This is a great comment. He said. Um, he said something. Something struck my, got my attention here. He said uh, he has a. He said um, it's good to have. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. And having something totally different to make money is really good. Okay. So, and this was, he was responding to a video I did about cybersecurity people. Many cybersecurity people I meet have are crazy. They always have some kind of crazy side hustle that is either a business they started or want to start. And I'm not talking about this is an idea they had. I'm talking about they literally spent hours on some other project that is potentially worth millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane uh and i'm talking about most most of the cybersecurity people i know did this most and um if i when you get to know them they start talking about uh they start talking about the side hustles they do from stocks to cryptocurrency to uh real estate to you name it building completely different engineering projects and uh businesses services side hustle like i mean their hustle is crazy and i not i don't want to give anybody's thing away but like one guy i know one guy knows has a million dollars he's a millionaire he's he's a he is a multi-millionaire uh in stocks <laughs> another guy i know was making um he was making five figures a month 
doing cryptocurrency. Um, he's doing like NFTs. He would like buy them cheap. He'd find good ones, buy them cheap, and then he'd sell them. They would go up, and then he'd sell them, and he would make like four figures, you know, five figures a month. Like he make a few thousand sometimes, but he said one of them made him like ten thousand dollars. So, yeah, there's that. Myself included. Like I have several things outside of this. I'm doing, I'm doing real estate. I've kind of slowed down. Um, it just got a little too crazy. Um, but I've got real estate which is going pretty, which is just slowly, like I'll just, I'll just buy a place and then rent it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, isn't that crazy? Like I, every, uh, most of the cybersecurity people. And then one of my friends, this dude, he created a, a really innovative content. Con, he, he created like a, I don't even want to, I don't even want to explain it. Cause I'm afraid somebody will steal his idea. But it's basically like he made his own like a GPS system that links to satellites that are already in space. Dude's like a genius. Like he and he's doing that on the side. And he was like, man, I should start a business on this. And he and he made it out of like a, a Raspberry Pi. He took Raspberry Pi parts. I know this sounds insane. This looks like sounds like some like some MacGyver Rick and Morty stuff, right? But this dude he literally did this. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about making this business. I'm just like, wow, this, I can't even understand what he's he's explaining it to me. I could barely understand what the hell he's talking about because it's like some insane math with some programming, with some electrical engineering, with some I'm like, what the hell? Triangulating satellites and stuff I'm like what the this dude is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Another guy I met. I can't even tell you some of the projects they're doing. I, I don't want to go into it. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But one guy I met, he was um, he was telling me about how he he had a plan. Uh, okay, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into. It. <laughs> These guys are crazy, 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 crazy. I could tell you some stories, man. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm just freestyling here. I'm just gonna. Read a couple questions. I had so many questions on um on uh TikTok, like so many. Let me see if I can find some of those. Um, let me see here. TikTok. TikTok. While I'm reading this one, somebody said they said, uh, thank you for posting this video regarding the course you recommended. Uh, can an aspiring ISSE acquire useful information from its entirety or uh, certain components. Additionally, what method or platform or YouTube can your viewers, can your viewers submit questions? Um, the best way to, to get me is, is on these lives. This is the best time to ask me questions. Um, but also you can, um, you can email me. I get so many emails that after a while, I just, I'm kind of, get lost in the email so it's best to to uh send me a comment i think because lately I'm, I'm getting so many emails it's hard for me to keep up with them and once i go back to work my and my job should be starting here real soon uh within the next couple of weeks i won't be able to do this kind of i'm, I'm not going to be able to spend this much time doing doing this kind of like q a direct answer question and answer type stuff Okay, if you guys didn't know, I have a TikTok channel that goes pretty good. This is another really great way to uh, to get my attention is TikTok uh, questions because you can respond directly with videos, which I, I really love to do. I wish that YouTube used to have this feature where they allow you to directly answer questions. And I don't know why. I, I think they're bringing it back in shorts, but I, I don't I haven't seen it just yet. And uh, some people have access to the shorts method of direct messaging with a video. But uh, let me see. Somebody on TikTok asked me, uh, um, they said, about to have a master's degree with a concentration in security. Well, that's good. IT, master's degree, concentration in security. Transitioning from biology background, any recommendations? So the same thing I recommend to all students um, of IT any kind of technical background, if you're trying to get a job in information technology, what they value above all else, above certifications, above degrees, is experience. So before you get out, 
what I would encourage you to do is to get work, like get some sort of experience for before you get out of before you're done with your degree. How how do you do that? There's a few ways. Uh, one is a lot. Usually universities have a way that you can work as a student at the campus. And that's the best way because you're they're literally you're getting credits building towards your bachelor's or associates or master's or whatever it is. But you're also getting experience. Let's say you you were at a school, you were at University of Phoenix. You're on campus and they have a program where you are helping them image computers like they allow some students to take a laptop you image the computer you you erase what's there before you put a new image there or maybe you're helping them upgrade the security patches or something like that right well on your resume you can put that you can literally put them as your employer you can put university of phoenix as the employer where you did that at let's say arizona and then you would put your job title Actually, you start off with your job title. You could say, let's say that you are a work group manager or you are help desk, you are support, customer support. You could put customer support in IT department, something, customer support, help desk, whatever the title was, whatever the role was, you could put that in there, right? And then you put, what's, what was the organization? University of Phoenix on your resume. Then you would put, where was it? It was in, it was in Arizona, you know, it was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, wherever it was. And then you put the time frame. You work there from 2022 to 2024, 2022 to 2023. And then you put the bullet statements of what you did. Upgraded 15 workstations, backed, backed up 150 workstations, made sure faculty didn't lose any critical data. You can put that on your resume. So what I would encourage you to do as a before you start stop your degree, before you're done, finished, get some get some experience. If you can get an internship, that's also good. Uh, look for pro work programs are the best, but you can also do volunteer work in your community. What you really are looking for is um, you're not looking less necessarily for lab work. That's good for practice, but you're looking to set up the lab for the comp for the organization, for the, um, for the school. That's what you're trying to do. Like, so you want to put the organization that you work for on your resume. That is your goal. So that was that's what I would encourage you to do so that when you get out, when you are done, when you finish your degree, you'll be able to put that on your resume. You can put it on your resume as you're doing it. Um, that's my job right now. I'm a working, I'm working and a student. Man, Mike, that's that's awesome. That's exactly how I did it. So I was in the military. And I was working on my degree, but I was work. So I was able to put all that stuff that I did in the military, my job on my resume as I was getting my degree. So I was a working student and it allowed me to immediately get a job as soon as I was, as I was done. As a matter of fact, sometimes they'll give you a job even before you're done. They will off. They off, As a matter of fact, they offered me a job. I got offered a job from Northrop Grumman before I was done with my bachelor's degree. And before I was done with my career in the military, they offered me a job because I had already had my resume out there. So it's really important to put your resume out. That's another thing. Put your resume out now, even if you don't have that much work experience in IT, put your resume out, put your certifications on there, put that you're working on certifications, put that you're willing to work remotely. They look for that too, because some people don't or can't work remotely. Uh, put on there that you that the job you're doing, put the work experience you put now, you might get offered a job before you're even out of, before you even graduate. Because your job's not predicated on you graduating. Some jobs don't even need a, a, a degree. Sometimes the job, it's a nice to have. The degree is just a nice to have. Now, if you want to make more money, if you want to make, at some point when you want to make more money, then you want to put that degree on there. At some point when you want to make, when you want to up, you know, upgrade yourself, and make more money, then you want to put that certification, that high level, so you want to go for that high level certification or that degree or all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what my advice to all students is that. And I've been saying the same thing for a while now. Let me see. I got another question. Thanks for that um, comment there, Mike. Um, let me see. Uh, Kumustab, by the way, 
I'm trying to learn Tagalog. <laughs> Finally. Um, let me see. Somebody, Blaze said, uh, for the government, you need clearance. Okay, I think I already answered that one on TikTok. Oh, this is, this is a good one. This one's about boot camps. So somebody asked me a three-part question. They said, um, hey, I'm considering a career in cybersecurity, and I was wondering... I was considering a 10-month boot camp from the University of Buffalo, okay, which is, I think, in New York, uh, because NYU has the has this thing, I'm 30, uh, has this, oh, NYU has the same thing. I'm 30, I'm considering getting into my associate's degree in, uh, and certs. What do you think? And then last thing he says is, a, it's a boot camp at $18,000. Is that worth it? And what my response to this would be and this is this is his question right here it's on tiktok like i said i get a lot of engagement on tiktok so that's really cool so it it i would do a, a, a boot camp like that an eighteen thousand dollar boot camp if it came with a degree because there's some programs there's some degree programs degrees are expensive you know so it's going to cost like 18 20 that's actually not a bad price for a degree if they're offering a degree um and a certification then yes it's worth it because you're going to walk away with a degree and a certification um if it's just a certification i would say it depends on the certification to be honest with you um if you're working on a degree actually if it's 18,000 that's a lot for to be honest no i would not pay 18,000 for a boot camp for just a certification no way man no no way here's why here's why um, a degree, yes. A degree goes a longer way than a certification. Um, a degree gets you in the door of entry-level positions. A degree gets you in the door for internships. A degree, it, it just a, it's a quicker start if you have a degree. It's just a faster start to get you into entry-level positions if you have a degree. If you don't, all is not lost if you don't have a degree, if you don't want to spend that money. But 18K on a certification, in my personal opinion, is not worth it reason why is because you can study on your own to get certifications that are going to make you that are going to make you uh that can get your foot in the door uh and you didn't have to spend 18k you, you could spend you know a couple hundred dollars on on a course online you can spend you could spend um I, I let me i'll show you i'll show you a couple things you can do like first of all what i would do if i was entry level Instead of doing a boot camp, here's what I would do. Knowing what I know now. Now, you know, back back in the day, like when I first was coming up, I didn't have the kind of there's so many different opportunities now. What I would do right now is I would do there's a couple. If I didn't know anything about anything about IT and I was trying to get in and I, I was thinking a boot camp's not gonna help you, to be honest with you, if you don't know anything, um, because it's just too fast. Um, what you could do is study on your own, be self, do a self-study course with a CompTIA course. And the reason why I promote CompTIA, and there's a couple of my peers on here who, who are totally against CompTIA, totally, it's a low-level cert. They're saying, oh, you know, you can't get a job with it. That's not true because, um, I can show you jobs that take A plus in Network Plus and CompTIA Security Plus jobs. Um, that look for this certification. So you use this. What I would do is I would use one of these certifications and do self-study. If you can't afford, like, don't boot, do a boot camp just to get a certification. Don't do it. If it's a if it's a degree, yes, do that and get a certification because that will get your foot in the door faster and get you a job faster. I'm just I'm just giving you guys some free game here. Um, these certs would be good if you are learning from scratch, particularly A+. If you're learning from nothing, then yes. right. If you can't afford to do a degree, then A-plus certification to start to get your foot in the door and learn this stuff. You got to do the work. You got to do your homework. No, Not a single IT. We might disagree on a lot of things. A lot of my peers, a lot of the other people are talking about this stuff. We're, we're, we'll disagree on what certs are good, which ones you should take. One thing we are not going to disagree on is that you got to do the homework. 
You got to do the work. You have to know. You have to actually know IT stuff. You have to know information technology. You have to know what an IP address is. You got to know how to do a little bit of networking. You got to know a little bit about how IT, information technology, how computers work. All right. We might disagree on whether or not you should be able to code. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree. I don't know how to code. I do not know how to code, y'all. I make I make six figures. I do not know how to code. Um, I, I've done it before. I've taught myself how to code, but I haven't had to use it in my job. I did it for fun to make my own app. <laughs> I, I did it for fun. H, HTML. I did HTML to mess around, just to like mess with my site, to make my site. But you don't have to. I have not had to use any kind of code in my job. So I'm just telling you, I'm a cybersecurity guy, and I've been doing it 20 years. I've not had to use it. Um, there might have been one time when I it would have been nice to know some Python, but maybe one, maybe twice. But it wasn't a requirement for my job. It was just like, damn, I've got 6,000 lines of things I need to do. And it would be nice if I knew how to do some code to make it all faster. I would just talk to my boy who, who knew how to do that. It's like, hey, man, I'm trying to do this. And say, let me let me look at it, make a little script, puts it together faster. I'm like, okay, thanks. Okay, so anyway, yeah, this is what I would do instead. I would self-study. Um, I would not, <laughs> I would not spend 18k on a certification. If it's a degree, yes, I would. That's that's a pretty good deal. As a matter of fact, um, there's this program. Um, one of the more popular cybersecurity guys on TikTok is talks about uh with western governor university and and this i've been hearing about these guys for a long time i guess they have a pretty good program where they're not they're not um it's not that expensive so western governors university is a legit it's a legit college for working adults i believe and so here here it is right here um and they have a pretty good cybersecurity program, I guess. Um, they got a master's, a bachelor's degree program. So, so I would I would encourage people to maybe try this, check this one out. I never went there. I went to the University of Phoenix, but um, they have uh, people have been talking a lot about this one. That you can not only get a degree there, but I think they have even a certification to pair with it. And here's their cybersecurity program, information assurance. That any one of these will help you to get a job in in cybersecurity, by the way. And any one of these jobs, I mean, of these uh, bachelor's degree programs. Notice how they're all BS, bachelor's degree in science. Uh, let me see. I got a couple people commenting. It says, do you prefer government contract cyber work or private sector? work um good question good question david um it for me it depends on the position um my last job my last job was actually a private sector job and i actually really i really liked it um i liked the people like the people were really sharp and uh i will say this Contracting, with contracting, everybody like it's meant like everybody's focused on like one area, like you had to know like one thing really well. But in in the in the private sector, you had to be like we were expected to know like multiple things, which is good and bad. It's bad because you you're having to work way harder. You have to know, like know more stuff. Like you're having to put more time and actually learning and investing that time into yourself but the good thing is that they're they're forcing you to learn more stuff and think outside the box and and um and get outside of your comfort zone which one do i prefer over um government con it really depends on the on the position i would say it depends it depends on the position the last one i did uh was purely private sector it was a lot of work um i would say it was it was a lot of work they put a pile a lot of work on us and it was just growing and growing and growing like wildfire uh whereas 
on a contract, you're expected to only work a certain amount. Like there's a certain set hours and there's not as many, uh, well, sometimes there's scope creep, but you, you're expected to just do this one thing. So there's pros and cons to each, but I would say it really depends on what, what kind of position you have and what job and, and, and all that kind of stuff overall, I'm more familiar with government contracting. I've I've just done it longer. Um, it, it's more comfortable hours. Uh, whereas private sector, I was doing a lot of extra hours. I was doing I was I was traveling more. I was doing way more hours. Um, it really tested me on how much I knew. I didn't I didn't know I was. I mean, I was I impressed myself. I'm like, damn, I didn't I didn't know I could my my presentations were people were blown away they were like what the hell <laughs> uh but uh yeah I, it's it's pros and cons to each one david like i'd have to it depends overall i'd say i'm more comfortable with contract government contracts i would say overall I would say if i had if you forced me to make a decision i'd say government contracts um let me see mike says uh lots of universities take advantage for that boot camp or certification security plus like Michigan University. Yeah. Universities will like piggyback a certification on top of your degree, which I think is a great thing. Uh, Terrell says taking my security plus. Um, will it be hard to find remote jobs? No, Terrell. Um, how much experience do you have? It, it depends on what job you're doing. It's not hard to find remote jobs. They're out there. Um, but they'll, they normally require some experience, but on the other hand, I have had offers for jobs that required no experience and no high school, just a high school diploma. And it was remote. I've been, I've gotten a couple like that. There's so many remote jobs now. I think the whole landscape has changed. It's really changed. It's much easier to get remote jobs. So no. I would say no, Terrell. It's not. It's not hard to get a remote job. Um, you just got to look for them. Be you got to aggressively look for them. Um, it's yeah. You, you gotta have to aggressively look for them once you get your security plus. Smooth virus says I met a guy in the office today who is getting laid off tomorrow. Whoa. Um, he just got his security plus and enrolled in WGU. He's trying to get into cyber, so I sent him your way. Oh, thank. Okay, great. Yep, I'll help him out. No problem. Send him my my email, and um, I'll I'll uh I'll hook him up. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some more questions. I'm getting so many questions, and the reason why I'm able to do all of this stuff now, like lives every day and stuff because I, I i'm in between jobs i do have a job coming i won't be able to do this once i get my job i'm pretty sure i'll be too burned out i'll be too done by the end of the day to do do these on a regular basis like this uh let me see terrell says i really don't i really don't have any experience my brother can you get can you get me a job, but I would have to come to work every day and DC traffic is terrible. You're in DC, man, you should be able to get a job easily in DC. You should be able to get a job. You should be able in DC, that area, you should be able to get, there's so many jobs in that area that there's jobs that, that are so good. You won't mind going to work. DC is, is one of the best markets for cybersecurity. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. The East Coast is much better as a whole than any other part of the country. I would arguably any other part of the world for cybersecurity. You just got to know how to do your resume, man. It comes down to your resume. It comes down to your resume and your how you market it. And Terrell says, I really don't have experience. My brother and okay so let me show you a couple things terrell so it's it's going to come down to your resume to be honest with you but 
let me just show you what I'm talking about here. I, because maybe I'm exaggerating here. I'm just gonna, let me, I'm gonna do Indeed.com. I'll do Indeed, I'll do Dice, and I'll do another one. But let's start off with Indeed. So let's let's look for security. I'm Tia security. Let's look for IT entry level. We gotta look for we gotta cast a net really wide here. IT entry level. Look, look at this. Entry level remote. Look at that. Look at that. There's a few jobs. There's there's 33,000 jobs. <laughs> This is hilarious. I think it's because my okay. All right, let, hold on. That that's too many. Let's say in the last fourteen days, not not. It's still nine thousand jobs, man. This is crazy. You could Terrell, you could follow along with me, man. I did, all I did was went to. I just went to Indeed.com. You can do this on Google Jobs. I'll, I'll show you Google next. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Look, Washington D.C., Maryland. I'm 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 telling you, man. I'm telling you. You just got to get your resume right. Look at this. Most of these jobs are located in uh, the East Coast. Look at this. MD. DC. There's Oklahoma, Tulsa. Um, I don't know. Some of these are not real. This is the Navy, dude. Why is the Navy popping up here? Remote in the Navy. Remote and naval. Is this the Navy? What? Hold on. I'm I'm curious. What is happening here? It's remote? I don't know. U.S. citizen. I guess, I guess it's a legit job. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. So there's this one place you can check is Indeed.com. Another one. Another good one that people sleep on is Google. Watch this. This is going to blow your mind. If you've never done this before, it's going to blow your mind. Okay, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say IT, entry level, entry level, entry level jobs. Let's try near. Let's just try, try jobs first, right? It's looking for, your, it's going to first search for your local area, right? You don't want, you don't want that. So what we're going to do is we're going to change it to work from home. And it's, look, all entry-level jobs. How many? Let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot. Look at this. Terrell, look, 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 on, look at this. It just goes on and on. So we got to search search by, like, you don't want to just search all. Like, you, you have to search in the most recent, okay? It's got to be within the last 30 days because otherwise it's going to find stuff from three years ago. Not three years ago, but, you know, months ago. So now what we're going to do is, hold on a sec. Give me a second here. Let me Switch to my my TikTok here so I can see what we're seeing. Yeah, okay. So what we're doing now is we're looking on Google for jobs, and we have to narrow the search down by time frame. Date posted. This is see this right here. You got to look at date posted. So you got to get this down to like thirty days. Now this is only a part of the whole process to real like the main thing you got to do is you got to fix your resume, man, because what you really want is you want them to come to you. You want a combination of an active program and a, and a passive program. Okay. And that's this kind of stuff I teach in my course about if you're interested and I'm writing like a book about it to like narrow it down. So people, for people who don't, don't have 200 bucks to spend or whatever, then, my the book will be will condense it down to what you really need to know and i'm still writing it so it's like right now it's getting edited and i'm going to break down like the types of careers you can do and and all this stuff that i'm telling you right now will be in that book um anyway so here's what you do you you want it to be i don't know why it's doing that in the past month okay past month and uh, i i think i kind of made it too big here Okay, here we go. Look at this entry level, and this is software developer. You probably don't want that data analyst. Now, now keep in mind these entry level positions are not going to pay a lot, you know. But here's the thing: what you want to do is get your foot in the door so you can get that on your resume. It comes down to experience equals money. The more experience that you could put on there, um, the better. 
the more experience you could put on there, the better. Quality experience. It's, it's not really about the years as much as it's about how much you know, how much you've learned, um, how much you can bring to the table for that company. That's what it really comes down to. Can you perform what they want you to do? That That's all they're trying to do is validate what you can do for them. That's the name of the game. Um, Entry-level cybersecurity consultant at IBM. So this would be really good to be. And this, look at this, work from anywhere. Now, you got to look at another thing, Terrell, that you want to do is you want to look at the qualifications because this is going to weed out a lot. Look at this, five days ago. Five days, this was posted five days ago. Uh, you want to weed out this the the ones that you're not qualified for don't don't try to apply for it no matter how good it looks if you don't feel like you could do it if you don't feel like you could get in the red in the interview excuse me in the interview and like kill it and you know be in there and, and impress them with not so much about what you have done or what you know but like really if a person really wants to learn if a person is excited to get in this field that's a lot i mean i've gotten jobs just off of being excited about it and I wasn't the most qualified dude. I just was the most, I was just the most excited to be there. <laughs> I was just like, I really wanted to do it. I was so excited. It's like all toys to me. It's like, it's fun to learn. And I'm, and I love to learn. So a lot, at least one of my jobs, I wasn't the most, I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, so to speak. I was just, you know, I just, wanted to learn more and, and I was willing to get in there and do it. So anyway, so you want to look at the qualifications and the requirements. Um, Python, software engineers, entry-level recruiters, full stack. You got to go through these and just figure out. So our, our, our net was a little too broad, you know, so we cast a net that was a little too broad. And so that's why we're getting plumbing and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff in here, entry level IT. So so that's how you do it. You can do this on Dice. I would, as a matter of fact, you want to do this on Dice. You want to do this on Monster. Those are two of the best. Those two are the best. Those two are the best. Most of my jobs have come from those two. Um, but you can also do it on um, Google, LinkedIn. You know, just do the top 10, especially if you don't have a job, like your job is to actually apply for jobs. Thanks for that five bucks, sir. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, let me see if there's any other questions or or um, something I can answer here on TikTok. Got so look how many questions I have on TikTok is crazy. Look at this. Look at this. I mean, I cannot keep up with this. All right, where was I? Let me see. Comments. Um, what's the most important degree certification to become a network engineer? Oh, here's a good question. Somebody said, what's the most important? They said, what's the most important degree or certification to become a network engineer? I will tell you that in my opinion. Now, I am not a network engineer, but I have a friend. I, well, actually, I used to be a network engineer. I was a network engineer for a few years. I got a little bit of experience on it. Um, but a couple of my friends have been doing it for a long time. And, um, yeah, so I can, I can talk to you a little bit about that. Network engineering. So network engineering is... A uh, person who installs, uh, sets up, configures, maintains, um, creates new network routes, backs up network routers. They mainly work with internetworking devices. That means a device that assists with packets going to and from a network. Um, they work on LANs, WANs. They work on voice over IP. Um, and they can also do virtual networks, v, uh, uh, VPNs. That's their world. So that's a network engineer. And the top certifications to get, the most marketable 
in the United States. Now, in China is different, and probably UK is different, but in the United States, it's going to be Cisco. Most Fortune 1000, Fortune 100, Fortune whatever are on Cisco devices. Um, let, and as a matter of fact, here's what I'll do. Let me let me show you what I mean. So if we go to Gartner, so Gartner is a it's an organization who every year they choose they look at the top uh, brands in the market, and so they have something called Gartner uh, Magic Quadrant. And let me show you what it looks like. It looks like this. This is the Gartner Magic Quadrant, and it breaks out. Um, see, it has like this little matrix that shows you who's the top, who are the top leaders, who are the visionaries. And in any kind of field you can imagine, they break all of this stuff now. Um, and they have one for networking. They have one for any kind of device you could think of. Firewalls, they have one for. So let's look at the network network um, switches. Let's look at just network switches. And they do this every year. So this one's coming from 2020. So that's good enough. So what we're looking at here is the magic quadrant for wired and wireless land local area network devices um, access local area network access infrastructure that switches and switch like products over in in 2020 right so let's let's take a look at that uh so on the top in the in this top the leaders are juniper hpe aruba cisco and extreme networks and then Below them, just below them, is Huawei, Fortunate. And Huawei would probably be up here if they hadn't gotten banned. But I don't know if you guys heard about that. But Huawei got banned by Canada, the U.S. Um, the U.S. is a huge market, so that was a huge loss for them. And I, I don't know what the deal with that was. The U.S. was saying that they they have spyware in their network devices. Who knows? Like, they're, they're doing some kind of huge battle for 5g or something i don't know what's going on it's very political and very shady the whole thing is very shady i don't know what is real with that whole talk you know i have no idea but huawei would have been for sure up here with cisco had had uh, the u.s government in canada not nuked them by getting them out the market like they've they've banned them from their countries and and i, I think it probably have something to do with all the china steals a lot of ip um, they're, they're, they steal a lot of people's ideas and then they make it as their own. And then they'll, they'll take a brand like they did this to Cisco. And I think Huawei might even be a derivative of Cisco. I don't know, but they did it to Google. They did it. They do it to all the, a lot of the products from the department of defense. They'll steal the information and then they'll take a billion dollars worth of research. And I'm not making this up. Uh, this is real. They this has happened many many times. Anyway, so the biggest winners here are Cisco, Juniper, HPE, and and networks, uh, extreme networks. So whenever you're trying to go for a a certification, it's going to be one of these because these are these are the guys who have most of the products out there. So let me show you the routers. Let's look at the routers. Um, we looked at switches from 2020. Now let's look at routers. So switches are for local area networks. They they um, make the packets go between networks, like within your company, within a within your company's say building, you know. So they they're responsible for like VLANs, and um, they'll do wireless, and they'll do um, things like that locally. But routers do things externally and internally so they'll they're bringing data in and taking it out so they have to have what's called routing protocols to do that like there's a whole different algorithm that's used to send data in and out of your network and a whole different mindset that's that's needed for your for products so let's look at routers we're, we're looking at wan edge infrastructure 
And this is uh, the Gartner Magic Quadrant from 2021. And it's for WAN Edge Infrastructure. And at the very top, you've got VMware. And this, I think, I believe this is because VMware is being used a lot for um, virtual networking. Virtual networking is is has gotten really, really big. And so now VLAN, uh, VMware is, is on the top. You got Fortunet up here. You've got Versa Networks. You've got Palo Alto. Man, Palo Alto is coming out really strong because their they're, they're, um, firewalls are being used heavily in the government right now. And then, of course, Cisco. Cisco has been like a mainstay. So Cisco certifications are one of the top certifications that you can get for networking period vmware is, is really up there as well and smooth viruses says uh we use vmware heavily yes yes vmware is used a lot a lot a lot so so yeah networking network routers let me see if i can find another network infrastructure tool Actually, it's, it's showing me a couple here. Network switches, network security, network monitoring, um, firewalls. Let me, let's look at firewalls. That's kind of an edge device. Palo Alto, look at that. Palo Alto. So on firewalls, top leaders, Palo Alto, Fortinet, and then Checkpoint. And then Cisco's, Cisco's up there, but just it's not too far behind, but... Uh, kind of fell off a little bit because they used to be one of the top firewall people. Um, let me see. Let's look at another infrastructure, network infrastructure. Let's see. I know that Cisco also has. So Cisco, you'll find Cisco is in strong in almost every networking, internetworking device. They might not be number one, but they're, they – rank in every, almost all of these things that we're seeing here on the screen. We're seeing switches, network security, network monitoring, uh, network as a whole, network detection detection and response. Let's look at that one. I might be wrong about this one. Let me see. Nope, Cisco's still in one of the top. They're one of the main challengers. But once again, it's Palo Alto, Fortinet, and I think that's firewalls again. Um, so yeah, um, Cisco, Let me let me also show you a little bit more about Cisco. Somebody said, uh, Mike, Mike said, uh, I'm improving my skills with IP tables and Palo Alto. That's awesome. Put that on your resume for sure in your skills column. Okay. So, um, let me, let me show you something else here. Cisco. I'll show you something that'll, that'll blow your mind. Cisco, uh, Cisco, Top, how about this? Top network um, certifications, 2022. Watch this. You got CompTIA, Cisco, SolarWinds, Cisco, 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 Wireshark, VMware. That's about right. Best networking certifications for 2022. Yeah. Here you go right here. Cisco CCIE is top of the – not many people have this one. I shouldn't even list that. I mean that's like an expert-level certifications that nobody – that very few people uh, get. Uh, but then you got CompTIA Network Plus, which is, is a pretty weak certification overall. Um, Security Plus is awesome. CCNA is one of the most elite top ones that you can get. Um, it's really good. CCMP is very hard, difficult, but one of the top ones you can get. And you've got Juniper on here. This is a Juniper one right here at the bottom of this list. I don't know why they have an A plus there, but I guess it has some networking elements in it. And then you got cloud. Look at how many cloud ones you have. You got a few cloud ones on here. That's that's interesting. Wow. So yeah, this is uh this is, let me look at another one. Let's Let's verify. Let's validate the the top networking certifications. Um, here you go, CCNA, CCNP. You just see Cisco keep popping up. So 
Cisco is one of the top certifications you can get. Now, as far as the degree, the networking jobs, a lot of times they're not, they're really looking for somebody who can do networking. And CCMP is better than a lot of degrees. I'm, I'm just being perfectly honest with you. CCMP, uh, uh, let me put it to you like this. An organization will take a CCMP before they take a guy who has a bachelor's degree in networking. <laughs> it's It sounds crazy, but a CCMP is superior to a person with a master's degree in, in if you're looking for a network engineer. If they want a network engineer and both of them have five years of experience, but one guy has a master's degree and has done five years of networking, another guy has five years of networking, but he has a CCMP, they're going to take the CCMP first over a master's degree guy. Please, like if you disagree, please chime in tell and explain to me who they take over a CCMP. There's not many people. They, they take a CCIE over a CCMP, probably. <laughs> but not there's not many people they're going to take over a CCMP. I tell you that right now. So CCMP is top of the food chain. CCIE is is out of it's it's not even in our galaxy. These people are they're they're so rare. They're very expensive. They don't exist. They're unicorns. They're 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 a mythical creature. Okay, so just CCIEs don't exist. Just get it out of your mind. It's it it's it's not real. I strongly agree. Somebody on yeah, I strongly agree. Okay, okay, yeah. There you go, man. CCMP is no joke. It's no joke. Let me let me show you the hierarchy of networking, of networking certifications. Network. Let's see. Cisco. What we'll do is type Cisco network certifications. Watch this. Let me show you what I mean by CCIEs don't exist. So this right here, this little, this little uh, diagram right here. Um, at the very bottom, you have CCENTs. This is Cisco Certified uh, Entry Networking Technician. So when I first got into this field, I had a CCNA. Um, CCNA was, at the time, the most difficult test I'd ever taken. They've since changed it. It's way harder. I tried to go back and take it, and I failed it. <laughs> it was, I failed it, man. Uh, so now... CC, they this stuff is way harder than it used to be. <laughs> uh, CCENT, uh, CCNA, and then CCMP. CCMP is like, I think it's like three different certifications, and it's hella hard. <laughs> and CCIE is impossible. It's just impossible. And then I don't even know what this is. Cisco Certified Architect. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea. I've I've seen CCIEs before, like in the mist. Like they would appear, <laughs> they'd appear magically before my eyes and then they disappear. You know, they're like magicians. Like uh, I've seen one, I've seen one or two. I've seen two CCIEs in my entire life. Uh, I've seen several CCMPs. I know one per a couple CCMPs personally. CCNAs are all over the place. Uh, CCIEs are very rare. And then this guy right here is, I don't even know what this is. But the best one to get, I'd say that's more realistic, probably CCNP. All right, let me answer some more uh, more of these good old TikTok questions. I like these TikTok questions. Um, reply to your comment, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see here. Okay, I'm not going to answer that one. Let me see. I think I answered most of these already. So I think I'm done with that. All right. Uh, let me see if I got any on uh, YouTube. Let me see. I'm just looking through my comments. I get so many of these comments that um, I like to respond to them directly with a video, but you know, when there's too many, I don't have, I'll, I'll do it, but it'll take me like weeks to do it. So on these lives, I can just answer them real quick, give like a quick answer 
Uh, let me see here. Somebody responded to the ones about the uh, Kia. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Kias were getting hacked. Uh, Kias and and Hyundai's were getting hacked. Um. Okay, some of these I want to I want to answer directly with a question with a uh, video. So that's it, guys. Thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Terrell, for the five bucks. Appreciate that. Smooth virus. Thanks, man, for hanging hanging out. I appreciate you. Um, degrees are for management. <laughs> wow, I like that. Yeah, that's right. That is right. That's correct. <laughs> that is very. This man knows what he's talking about. Yeah, degrees are for management. Um. Thank, thanks, you guys, for watching. I appreciate everybody. Um, I'm gonna try to do another one of these tomorrow. Um, I've been I've been liking doing these, so it's it's been great. And um, I think that's about it. Appreciate it, and I'll talk to you guys very soon.